Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Open House Around Australia with Lee Hatcher. And now, The Human Condition. Yes, tonight we come to the end of a really absorbing series of conversations with our human condition guru, clinical psychologist Lynn Worsley, about our personality types. And I'm told I'm to be put on the psychologist's couch to read my personality. Lynn, I'm willing to do this, I think. I'm your guinea pig for the night. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Great to see you, as always. So we've been through three of these four personality types, uh, compliant, influence the relational people and the steady yes well compliance influencing who are the relational people the steady and now we're going to do the dominance the dominant personality type so take us through their characteristics this dominant person okay now the dominant personality is the person who would go to say um, a party and they would uh, they'd notice that the music was a little bit down or that wasn't the right sort of music and they'd probably go and change the CD or look at the the playlist a little bit or they'd also notice that um, the chip bowl was empty and they'd go into the kitchen and probably find some chips and fill up the bowl. Because I've been there. Yes. (laughs) I'd imagine it would be. That's just what I do. Yes. Um, And, you know, whereas the... um, the person who was the steady one, they'd see that the chip bowl was sort of you know, empty and they'd think, oh, gee, that's empty. Um, and the, the person who was the very um, compliant and amiable person would just think that was a really nice bowl <laughs> that in the middle of the table. Yes. And the relational person would just say, well, they would have eaten the chips anyway. You know, so basically that's why it was empty. And so, talk to somebody about and it. And talk to someone about it, <laughs> yes. yes. So the dominant person is the one who will actually take the initiative and move in and do something about what's happening. Um, now, there's about 13 characteristics of the dominant personality, and okay. I thought I would just go through them. I'm listening carefully. Yes. Now, the first one is that they're very confident. They, um, Whenever you're around a dominant personality, you get the feeling that they're confident, but not brash. They just know what they want, and they know what's happening yeah. around them. Um uh, in most areas of their life, not just one areas, one area. They're also very decisive. So these are the people who can make a decision quickly, and that's because when they walk into a room or walk into an organisation, they get a really good feel of the big picture of it, and they seem to have an understanding of all the things that are influencing behind that. Yes, you call this person a big picture thinker. I call them a big picture thinker because they do it intuitively and oftentimes they find it a bit unusual that other people don't see the big picture that they see. So they can make a decision very quickly. Okay. Whereas their opposite, the amiable or the the um, the, the uh, compliant one that we talked about last week, um, they would just take a while. They won't even notice that a decision needs to be made and wow. they won't see that anything's happening. Um, the third one is that they're very change orientated. They like change. They don't like routine that is stuck. They don't mind routine as long as it's actually enabling a change or a, a process, but they really like change. They almost evoke it. Um, they thrive on it and they get bored if it's not happening. Yeah. Um, they're very independent. So these people really quite like to do things on their own. Um, they like their own thoughts, they like their own abilities, and they tend to demand a fair bit of independence in their life 
And often that's because they do tend to like to have what we call a bit of adaptive distancing. They'll look on, look on and, and assess what's happening around them and they'll do that independently of other people. Are these people who like their own company? They're not necessarily your introverts. Okay. Um, they're, they're more likely to be extroverts. Yeah. Um, but they're people who would like their own company but like to hear, hear and see what's happening around them so they can form their um, opinion yep. of, of what's going on. Hmm. And assess it, yeah. Yes. Um, they're very results-orientated. So these are the people who want to know what, where are we going? What are we, what are we wanting to achieve in this? And how do we get to the bottom line? And so basically nothing else matters. Um, they get very frustrated with people who sort of beat around the bush. And um, they just want to know what the results, what, what, what the outcome is going to be. I'm ticking off <laughs> a fairly alarming number of so things I'm, here. I'm looking at your face each time <laughs> I go through these. Um, yeah. The next one is they're very direct. Because they're results-orientated people, they have very direct communication. Um, they like to, um, to get straight to the point. The last thing they want is someone who's going to fuss around like trying to do a sales technique on them. They just tell me the bottom line, what is it worth and how much it's going to cost yep. and you know, let, give, give me the... No waffle. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. So they don't like to actually go through and do all of that sort of procedure. They'd like to get straight to it. I get that. Um, if in marriage, they'd often quite say, quite often say, oh, "Look, just tell me what's wrong. Don't make me guess. You know, just what do you want from me?" Don't say that. My wife listens, <laughs> <laughs> and she's out there nodding. <laughs> yes, I know. Okay, the next one is that they're very impatient, oh, no. and that's often because they know what they want, they can see what needs to be achieved, and they get very frustrated and impatient with people who just don't get together. And and I think that comes from this sense of why doesn't why don't other people see what I can see? Mm. Um, and so they their impatience is not necessarily because they're impatient people. It's more that they just happen to know what's happening, and other people don't around them. So if they're impatient and they're direct, it doesn't necessarily mean they're rude in how they relate. No, yeah. no, they can appear very arrogant. Um, but I don't think it's actually arrogant in nature. It's more that, why don't you see what I can see? Yes, yeah. Um, and impatient, like say putting something together like something from Ikea. Um, might be, a, you know, forget about the instructions. We just know how it works. I know how what it's going to look like. And give me the end point. Yes, I know what it looks like. And then, uh-oh, we're missing a few pieces. Of- That's why Meredith does the Ikea thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> I, I know oh dear. Okay the next one is forceful They're quite forceful And they know what they want And they will force their opinion through And it's actually quite important to realise That the person with a dominant personality Does often pick up information that other people don't um, uh, It's more though If they don't learn their leadership qualities well, they could become very bossy, just, you know, do what I say and don't ask questions sort yep. of thing. Yep. And that's not terribly helpful. But um, but that is something that comes from them. They're sort of aggressively pushing what they want. Okay. Um, the next one is they're competitive. When they see other people out there that are doing things that aren't quite as good as them, they will want to compete with that to make it better. So it's not necessarily because of them themselves, but rather that's somebody out there that's doing that. I need to do it better than that. Um, I can I can lift my game. 
which is a bit different to the, someone who's competing for their own sense of self-worth. Yes. Um, they're problem solvers. So give them a problem and they're really happy because they can solve it. They can work out a way around it. They can try and solve everyone else's problems, even if they don't ask for it. But they're known for a very quick solve approach and being able to find solutions that other people haven't thought of. Okay. Um, the, last, the 11th one um, we'll look at is, is, is leaders. Now, often these people who are dominant personalities are strong, natural leaders. Um, now, usually that's because they're seeing a whole lot of stuff around them and they know where, where they want to go and other people will naturally pick up with them. Now, you'll see a lot of our prime ministers um, will fall into that category. I remember you saying that it's a very common thing to have a personality disorder if you're senior in um, in politics or in, in uh, leadership in the corporate world. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, I think that's important to sort of start looking at the personality type and the personality disorders. Personality disorders are a different thing. Um, a personality disorder would be where someone has doesn't have a sense of their real self, so they're trying to portray it and push it out there. Yeah. Um, and so they'll have to put other people around them. But the dominant personality doesn't do that so much. The dominant personality, or the big picture personality, is one who actually can see other people's perspective. And can lead. And can lead yes. and attracts other people around them who actually feel confident around their leadership. And mm. that's why we have prime ministers that often are in that category. I don't think all our prime ministers have actually been in that category, to be honest. I must say, since our conversation last year, I've viewed politicians as I've viewed them with great interest, <laughs> passionate interest for most of my professional career. Yeah. I view them totally differently. Yes, actually. wow. It's been really helpful. Wow. <laughs> I'm much more forgiving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, they're also adventurous. Okay. So the dominant personality will, they're like the early pioneers of life. They're the people who would see that this is a possibility. These people look for possibilities of change and options and and they'll take a risk, which is very exciting. Um, And last of all, they're dominant. They tend to be dominant whether they want to be or not. They just are. It's an interesting list. So before we get to my personality flaws or type, um, (laughs) what... Other careers. We'll look at a couple of the other categories we've covered with the other personality types. What's a career? I guess leadership. The yeah, dominant leadership, um, organisational leadership. Uh, dominant personalities will often take on an organisation. They won't often just work on their own. They'd like to be making something bigger with other people because I think the dominant personality will take on characteristics of both being a relational person and being very task-driven. So they tend to have both of those qualities within them, but they're able to keep them in balance. Okay. So the careers are leadership. Now, Donald Trump, I think, is a brilliant dominant personality Totally. And very good at what he does and um, has that balance there. So, you know, I think Margaret Thatcher, I saw the the Maggie Thatcher movie just recently. The Iron Lady, and yes, again, she had the dominant personality. She was very sure and she knew exactly where she was going. Yeah. So careers of leadership, um, they're often not always the, um, uh, the, the, the people that the charismatic leaders. No. They're, they're, they're not necessarily charismatic. They're more likely to be just really good at knowing 
They might be the person who's behind the charismatic leader. Yes, yeah. yeah. More a Maggie Thatcher than a Bob Hawke, perhaps. Although yes. Hawke was a great leader. You know, yes, although I think Hawke was much more relational. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I think Keating was very much um, a big picture person. Yes, absolutely. So we've also considered in the past with our personality types when two two similar ones get together. Look out <laughs> if two dominant ones get together, two I suppose. Two dominants get together would argue incessantly. Yeah. They would have both of them would have the bigger picture. Unless they had the same big picture, they wouldn't get on much at all. Could they change? Because you said last week that it's possible to mm-hmm. move around our personality type. Yes. Now that's what's so good about the disc personality theories, because it also talks about having you know polar opposites and looking that you know sometimes when you are one personality, you will have. Um, polarize the other person with you so if you put two dominants together one person's more likely to become a little bit more amiable yes or both personalities are going to move to one being more task and one being more relational Um, but when they're both in their dominant state you'll find that arguments and they will both be right and no one will back down so I'd just tell you in the counselling room that's often a little bit of a challenge. I bet. <laughs> Do you often find people, say, in marriages of a similar kind of personality, say, for instance, dominant personalities? Because I would think that that might be rare. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. And very just often, as well. <laughs> yes, the dominant personality will attract um, uh, the, the amiable yep. or the, the, um, the compliant personality. And they have that. a beautiful match. But when you have the dom- two dominants together, they really don't like each other. Yeah. They, they, they compete. They're annoyed with each other, irritated with each other. Put them in the padded room. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also with our personality types, we've looked at the characters in the Bible who might reflect each of them. Who do you reckon would be a dominant one? I was thinking Joshua. Oh, okay. I might have thought Paul. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think Paul too. Yeah. But Joshua, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, well, you just think about it. When he went, actually went yeah. round with Jericho, like he, he, he knew he had, a, he had a really good leadership style and he just told them and they all followed. It was no small thing to get them to follow no, that no, little act. No. Yeah. And they had to stand in a certain position and they all did it. And yeah, yeah he, he knew. So. Okay, Joshua. Now we come to the interesting bit. I don't know whether I'll regret this. <laughs> But we can't cut it, can we? No, so, no. You're going to put me on the couch yes. and you reckon you're going to be able to sketch out my, my personality type. Okay, now, Lee, tell me, me, where are you not? Out of the four personality types, okay. we've got the dominant, we've got the influencing or the relational person, we've got the task-orientated person who's steady, and we've got the compliant. Yeah. Which one are you not? Probably not amiable. Amiable and compliant. I like peace. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a compliant person. Okay, so Is that, okay? that gives us a little bit of a clue. So we start looking for the opposite side. Right. So the opposite puts us over to the dominant side. Now I'm mm-hmm. I'm relational, but I like my own kind of little yes. private space. Now remember too what we said with the dominant person. They actually are quite independent. Yeah. And they like to be on their own a little bit because they do like to reflect. But they... A, a strength of a good dominant personality is one who can get a balance of the relational side but also have the task-orientated yeah. side as well. So that would put you swinging between relational and task-orientated. That's what I'd reckon. Yes. See, I started really strongly in the dominant thing. So mm-hmm. I wrote all those down. I thought, yeah, reasonably confident, reasonably 
Decisive, definitely. I like change. Mm -hmm. Not, really. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of a mix. Independent, yep. Results-oriented, terrific, direct, impatient. I'm terribly impatient. But I'd never go into a party and turn the music down. No. See. No. You probably haven't gone to a party with really bad music then, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Choose my parties well. So I'm, and I wouldn't say I'm forceful, actually. Okay, so I I would still put you plonking right in the middle of the dominant, and yeah. that's because you know you are able to do a um, a balancing act. Yeah, and I would say too that y- yeah you you might be forceful if you found yourself in a situation that was really untenable. Yeah, that's probably right. And you probably find yourself turning the music down in in a party that the music was really really bad. Yeah. I might just retire to another room that, quietly, though. Yes, and take a few friends with you so it was a bit more fun. Yes. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of competitive, but I think one of the formative things in my early life was losing so many soccer matches as a kid that I, I just had to learn to lose well. So I don't think I'm that competitive. Yes. Um, so, so here we are. We're back on the dominant side. Now, that's going to mean that your relationships are going to reflect the opposite side. Yeah. Okay, so your relationships will be more relational, um, uh, uh, compliant or amiable, peacemaking, and someone who would also, you'd be quite liking having someone who's actually quite organised and and will follow your instruction and follow your lead. I definitely do. Like that, yeah. yes. But problem solving, no, I I hate that. You hate that, yeah. Okay, so, so that might mean when you swing over to the relational side. So what do you do then, when you've got a problem to solve? What do you do? Give it to Meredith. Give it to Meredith. Like the IKEA thing. Okay, and that and that means then she'd organise the things yeah. and do it properly and follow the instructions. It may well be a reflection of the packed nature of my life that any problem that comes along, it's just too much. So yes. that might be a bit of that. Yes. Um, and I, also might be your big picture thinking, saying, well, I don't need to deal with this. That's something someone else can deal with. That's probably true too. Yep. I like to follow, actually. Yep. I'm a bit of a mix about leadership. Okay. I'd so, sometimes shy so away So when would you like to follow mostly? Oh, when they take the responsibility because I think, oh, I'm, I'm sometimes anxious about responsibility. I'll step back from that. Okay. So other other people can take the rap, okay. I suppose. All right. So would that mean that you then are, are freed up to do other responsibility? Situation? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for instance, this is, this is an enormous responsibility yes. doing this program. Yes. So yeah. when that, that would mean then you'd start filtering. So this is a very good example of a big picture thinker. So the big picture thinker would say, I can take responsibility here, but I don't have to take responsibility there, so I'll I'll delegate that to somebody else. And um, this one's too much for me and that's going to take up my time and I'm not going to do a good job if I take something else. So they will very nicely balance it, whereas the relational person would take up the whole lot. They would do all of the responsibility and take on everybody else's responsibilities and not be able to balance that. The task-orientated person, the opposite of the relational, would then say, no, that's not my problem. I'm going to do this this way and no one else is going to do it properly like I am. So you're balancing, by the sounds of it, you're still using your big picture thinking. 
And dominant isn't a very nice term in the whole Yeah, that's right. I could imagine that people would shy away from that. I'm not dominant. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd probably use the term big picture because big picture doesn't necessarily mean dominant. It means that actually you're able to see things and respond to them looking at the big picture, doing a little bit of a balancing act, but intuitively. Yeah. I reckon big picture significantly with a little bit of mix of task-oriented. Yes. Because I'm quite task-oriented, yes. I suppose. Now, one of the things I'm going to ask you yes. is what do people complain about you? <sighs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, um, Lee. Oh, yeah. that I'm impatient. I think, I think that's probably the greatest complaint against me. Yeah. So if, if you see yourself being impatient, then knowing now that what you're doing is actually impatient because you're seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. What things could you do to make it a little bit easier for you so you can slow it, slow your brain down? See, I think I'm very patient, actually. Yes. Based on what goes on in my head, <laughs> I think oh, no, I'm being very patient about this thing yes, that needs yes. to be done. Tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I guess really when, when we start looking at the big picture person, um, one of the things they need to do is to do a scan, a scan of all the things that are going on. And then start saying, okay, that person's seeing it from that perspective, that person's seeing it from another perspective, and just scan everyone around them and then realize that they're just taking a little bit of while, a little time to come to where you've got to. Yeah. I was going to say this is where a leader will struggle, mm-hmm. but a good leader won't struggle in that That's because right. they'll truly be able to. They'll have the big picture of where yeah. other people are at. And so the impatience is often around other people because they're just not getting things. And so to scan in a way of going, okay, well, that person's not quite up to where I'm thinking yet, or this person's considering a whole lot of other options and I haven't thought of those yet, and to actually scan around and then sit back and go, okay, now what's my response? That requires a generosity of spirit, it doesn't does, it? It does, it does. To it think does. the best it's of others. a very godly space yes. to be in. It's <laughs> probably a good point to leave this discussion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, now, I'll aspire to that. Yes, yes. and one of the, well, I guess one of the things that to be remembering as well is that the life of a Christian is one of discomfort. You know, God takes us out of our comfort zone continually. And so one of the things as a dominant personality that you need to learn to do is the opposite things, you know, to be compliant and let other people have have a lead for a while. And also to practice the other aspects of the personalities. And when you look at the life of Jesus, he was all for. And you can look at the stories of him. Yeah, that's good. He was all for. He could be in any space at any time and and take on a characteristic of all four. That's a really good point. And so if we think at the end of our lifetime, we're able to see that actually all of these personality types starting to look a bit like me. That's a really good thing to say. Wonderful. Mm. Patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit as well. Yes, it is. I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh, series of discussion. I think it's a great idea of yours. Thank you so much. As always. A pleasure. Can I just give our listeners a bit of a uh, tease of next week? We're mm-hmm. going divorce busting. We're going Tell divorce me about busting. That. Well, I've just come back from Colorado. As you um, do. And I've uh, done some study with um, a trainer called Michelle Weiner-Davis, and uh, she's she runs divorce busting in the States. Now, I don't think it's going to be something that would take off really well here. However, the concepts are brilliant, mm. and I'm hoping to – um, be able to give the the listeners some ideas of some of the concepts that she's using, and um, 
I'm excited. My guess is this is not just for people on the brink of divorce. This no. would be a very healthy thing for people even happily married to. That's right. Yeah, That's right. But particularly she works with people who are on the brink of divorce and she has an 85% success rate. That's pretty That's pretty big, amazing. Yes, yeah. with divorce. Yeah. I look forward to that immensely. As always, Lynn Worsley, great stuff. Thank you so much. Pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.